Good morning, everyone, and you're tuning in to Sweet Talk with Elisa podcast. This is your host, Elisa, and I hope you all are doing very well. So today is the last day of 2019. It's the final day of the decade. This is crazy. So on today's episode, I'm going to talk about reflecting on 2019, what went down for myself, um, what I did for the last weekend of 2019, which is going to be pretty interesting and fun to talk about. And I also want to know if any of you have any New Year's resolutions. I know whenever the new year comes around, a lot of people like to make New Year's resolutions. But for me, I used to make New Year's resolutions ages ago, but I haven't ever really lived up to the hype when it came down to it. Not so much. So for me, I just believe in getting shit done or not getting shit done at all. (laughs) That's just me being a grown ass woman, 35 years old. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to reflect back on what went down this year for me and talk about some other things and seeing what I would like to happen for the new year. So sit back, relax. And let's get this show, final episode for 2019 started. All right, so let me let y'all know what went down this past weekend, the final weekend of 2019. So I go hit up this tattoo shop in the Bronx called Anarchy Tattoo Studios. I've been following them on Instagram for a couple of months now. And sometime, I believe in October, I reached out to them and asked for a price estimate for a tattoo I was interested in getting, which was lyrics from Emotionless and White songs. There's actually two songs that this lyric is in. And uh, I wanted the lyrics to be done in Hindi. So I was given a price estimate. I was like, all right, cool. I kept that in mind, but I wanted to get the tattoo done before my surgery in November. It never happened. So, um... When I went to the tattoo shop Saturday night, I just went in, looked around. It was a pretty cool spot. If you're into the goth decor, anything creepy and spooky looking, this shop has it. And uh, they had rock music playing. There's like TV monitors around the shop, you know, showing tattoo images, um, you know, tattoo artists talking about their work and stuff like that. So I walk up to the counter and I seen that there were people in the back getting tattoos done and a gentleman approached me. And he was actually the owner of the tattoo shop. His name is Michael. And he asked how he could help me. And I basically asked him two questions. First question was if they do piercings there. He says yes, they have a piercer there. So I told him the situation with my rook piercing, letting him know that, you know, I had this piercing done last summer and I had surgery last month, but I think the piercing is closed. I just want someone to check it out because I couldn't put anything on last week. So then I asked if there was any walk-in availability for getting a tattoo and he says what do you want to get so i told him i wanted to get song lyrics on my wrist that he says he could squeeze me in so i was like all right perfect so he just told me to have a seat and wait you know until the piercer was ready to meet with me so i was like, okay cool so just sitting there looking around fiddling with my phone then the piercer comes over 
and I basically told her what was up with my rook piercing and then she told me to give her a few minutes so I was like, all right and um, I was in no rush you know it was Saturday night I didn't have my son for the weekend so I was chilling so then the piercer her name is B comes back to me again and tells me to go with her to the back to have a seat so she could look at my piercing and she showed me this thin paper she said she was going to put through the piercing to see if it was open or not and um she said my piercing was still open but there was some scarring and that she showed me a rook earring that she was going to put on for me to tell me that uh i need to keep it on for the next month and that's when i have to follow up to see her so that she can check to see if the piercing is actually healed and then she'll be able to switch the jewelry for me so i was like all right cool so then i was done with that I go to the front and sit down and wait until I was ready to get my tattoo done. So then Michael tells me that B is actually a tattoo artist also. So she's, I was waiting for her to do my tattoo. I was like, oh, so B's like, oh, you wanted to get a tattoo? I was like, yeah, I didn't know she was going to do it. I honestly thought Michael was going to do it. <laughs> so, um, you know, I showed her the images of the tattoos I wanted. First, I showed her the images of the song lyrics I wanted done. But she told me it couldn't be done because the lyrics in Hindi was too long. Was too many words put together. And she said it would wrap around my wrist. And then she suggested I get the tattoo done on my arm. And I told her I didn't want a tattoo on my arm. I want it on my wrist. So then she said to me, if it was anyone else, they would have been like, just give me your money. I'll do your tattoo. And that's it. But she was being very informative as to why this tattoo couldn't be done. And then said, if I found like maybe a single word or maybe two words in Hindi that she would be able to tattoo on my wrist, it would be no problem because she explained her expertise is fine line. So I was like, oh, okay. And um, then I was like, you know what? Forget the song lyrics. I'll figure out what I want to do in Hindi on my wrist at another time. So then I had Lotus Flower tattoo images saved on my phone for the past year. For the past year, I've been really fascinated with the lotus flower and the meaning behind it, especially me being accustomed to being, I guess you could say I'm part Hindu because I am Guyanese as well as being Puerto Rican, but I grew up accustomed to the Hindu religion more. Um, the lotus flower has a big significance. So I showed B the images of the lotus flower tattoos that I liked. And there was two in particular I showed her. Um, one was the actual outline of the lotus flower tattoo. And there was another tattoo with watercolors. So I basically gave her an explanation as to why I wanted the watercolors. Because I grew up watching a lot of Bollywood movies. I've attended a lot of Hindu weddings and functions. Seeing a lot of the women dressed in colorful Indian attire. And so on and so forth. So she totally understood where I was coming from. So she said she could definitely do the lotus flower tattoo. She just wanted to know um, where exactly I wanted the tattoo to be placed at. So I'm going to take a quick break. And when I return, I'm going to continue talking about my experience at Anarchy Tattoo Studios in the Bronx of getting my very first tattoo. And I'm back. If you're just tuning into the podcast now, I was just talking about my experience of getting my first tattoo done at Anarchy Tattoo Studios in the Bronx. So to pick up where I left off, I mentioned that I picked out a tattoo design with my tattoo artist, B. And uh, basically, after showing her the design that I wanted, she made a copy of it. And I got to pick which size I wanted. I placed it 
above my right ankle, which is where I wanted the tattoo to be done at. And then I was ready to go. So she measured where I wanted the tattoo done on my leg. And then we got the ball rolling. So she told me if I ever needed a break to let her know because this is my first time getting a tattoo and I thought I was going to be in pain. But surprisingly, I wasn't. I didn't even flinch. You know, a good thing about this tattoo shop, they had rock music playing. So as you guys know me, I've got into rock music for the past year more than ever because I've listened to Motionless and White. I started listening to other bands I've never heard of before. I mean, I used to listen to rock music when I was younger, but being in my 20s and then going into my early 30s, uh, it was not so much. Not as much as I did back in junior high and high school, but listening to my favorite bands, you know, I got into it more than ever. More so, I guess you could say metal music, but um, yeah, so I was just laying there, just chilling. Like, B was just tattooing away. I didn't move. I was just looking around the area where I was at and listening to the music. And um, I had my pictures taken. <laughs> and then um, it took B about an hour and a half, I believe, to complete the tattoo. So once she was finished, she let me know. She told me to look in the mirror. And, you know, during the process of doing my tattoo, she just checked up on me, made sure I was okay. So I told her I was fine. So when I went to go look in the mirror at the tattoo on my leg, I was like, oh, shit. It came out so good. And I was so happy. So I thanked her and I told her I was really happy with this. She did a great job. You know, she really paid attention to what I wanted and how I wanted the tattoo to look. So I was so impressed. And she told me beforehand, before doing the tattoo, that she wanted to make sure that I was happy with my very first tattoo. So she did an awesome job for doing that. So then um, before leaving the tattoo shop, she, uh, you know, gave me aftercare instructions and I purchased the ointment she recommended that I use for the tattoo while it's healing. And then um, reminded me, you know, to see her in January so she could check my rook piercing to make sure it's healed. And then she could switch up the earrings of the rook piercing if I wanted to. And um, that was that. Then she handed me an envelope saying, oh, this is a gift to you. It's just a bunch of stickers and stuff inside. So I was like, okay, thank you. I appreciate it. And then I left the tattoo shop. And shortly after I left, I went to Walgreens to get, um, I needed to get antibacterial soap to clean the tattoo. I had to get a daily moisturizer for the tattoo that was unscented. So I bought the Aveeno brand. And then I got a DM on Instagram from B letting me know, oh, hey, I posted your picture of your tattoo on my Instagram story and a lot of people's been hitting me up about it. So I was like, oh, cool. That's awesome. So I'm I'm guessing I helped boosted her business. <laughs> that's a good thing, right? You know, I, I hooked her up. So I was happy to hear that. And um, if you follow me on Instagram, I posted pictures and video snippets of me at the tattoo shop getting my tattoo done so um even on my instagram page you can see all the images that i posted from my experience there so uh, yeah i was really happy to hear that from her and i thanked her once again for doing an outstanding job and like i reached out to my best friends letting them know i got the tattoo done and i sent them the pictures of what it looks like how it turned out they're like wow that's hot so then one of my best friends says she wants to get her second tattoo dedicated to her kids. And I said, listen, if you want my tattoo artist to do it, you can reach out to her on Instagram. And another good thing that I loved about B before leaving the tattoo shop, she was like, listen, if you have a tattoo idea in mind, send me the pictures of it on Instagram and I'll let you know if I could work 
it out with you and um, I'll do it, you know, just as long, I guess, you know, if she can do it. Because remember, the issue I had with the most recent white lyrics in Hindi, I couldn't do it on my wrist. And she was being straightforward and honest on why she couldn't do it. So I appreciate the honesty from her. Because if it was any other tattoo artist, they just wouldn't care and just want your money and just go home, you know? But uh, yeah, you know, this isn't going to be my last tattoo. I already have other thoughts in mind of other tattoo ideas that I would like to happen. And uh, I definitely want to tattoo something in Hindi on my wrist. It's going to have to be like a word or maybe two words that have strong meaning to me. And that really describe me and describe what I've gone through in my life um, for the past several years. I also want to get a tattoo dedicated to my son. So I don't know if I'm thinking of doing like a mother and child uh, symbol of some sort, which is what I originally wanted after he was born, but I never had it done because I was chicken shit to get a tattoo back in the day and really didn't find the right image that really meant something to me. That was like, yeah, that's it. But then, you know, my son is also autistic. So maybe some type of autism representation dedicated to him, maybe throw his initial somewhere in the mix but i don't know i gotta do my research and for this being my first tattoo ever done in my life i definitely did my research and figured out exactly what i wanted and b had helped bring my first tattoo to life so i really am grateful for that so once again shout out to anarchy tattoo studios in the bronx check them out you can follow them on social media and if you want to know more information about my tattoo artist b uh her instagram handle is at god mima and that's spelled g o d as in david m as in mary i like isaac m as in mary a as in apple that's her instagram handle and uh, you can see her work and i uh, will be seeing her in january to check my rook piercing and i'll be seeing her again sometime during the year to get my second tattoo so um if not her then maybe the owner of the shop will do my second tattoo i don't know <laughs> but i'm definitely going back to them again i've already recommended my friends to check them out and you guys can check them out for yourself as well so thank you anarchy tattoo studios i wish you all continued success for the new year in regards to my tattoo i forgot to mention something um sunday night i showed my son my tattoo and for those of you who aren't familiar with the Hindu religion, um, there's a thing that people do to show a sign of respect and to give blessings, and that is touching the top of your feet. So it's usually um, younger people would touch the top of the feet of their elders to show respect, and then the elders would usually touch the shoulder or the upper back just to give their blessings. But either way, touching the top of the feet means you're showing respect, and you're giving your blessings. So I showed my son my tattoo. I said, hey, look at mommy's leg. He looked, he seen the tattoo and smiled so big. And he put his little hand on the top of my right foot. I was like, oh my God, that is the cutest thing. And then I reached for my phone trying to have him do it again so I could catch it on video. But since the flash went off on my camera, he knew what I was trying to do. He was like, uh-uh, I know what you're trying to do, mom. So then yesterday, which was Monday, I did it again. I said, hey, look at mommy's tattoo. Look at mommy's leg. He, I had my phone on hand, but I didn't have the flash on. And I started recording him. And he touched the top of my right foot again. And he was just smiling and giggling away. And I'm like, look at this little guy giving mama his blessings. 
it meant so much to me. You guys don't understand. Like, he just put a big smile on my face. So now every time I show him my leg, he smiles at the tattoo. And he's, like, touching the top of my right foot. So, like I said, I got the lotus flower tattoo right above my right ankle. So, oh, man. My son just made me so happy. Just, just seeing him touch my foot, giving me his blessings and approval. Like, yeah, ma, I approve the tattoo. So, that made me feel special. Extra special. <laughs> it's the final day of the decade for 2019 how much has went down within the last 10 years it's crazy i mean i'm grateful and thankful for all the wonderful things that has happened within the last 10 years i'm also um thankful for the life lessons for all the negatives that has happened but have any of you made New Year's resolutions yet? Have you followed through with them? I mean, as for me, I really didn't follow through with what I wanted to do this year, which was, um, you know, taking my driving lessons and getting my driver's license. So guess what? That's going to be my New Year's resolution for 2020 is to continue with the driving lessons and to get that damn driver's license because I want to be able to drive on my own and to go places and take my son to places. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be dependent on wasting money for an Uber to get to point A to point B. You know what I mean? Because it does get expensive to travel by car, you know? But having my own car, I wouldn't have to worry so much just to pay for gas and insurance and that's pretty much it, right? So regarding my health, I'm really happy with the progress I'm making after recovering from bariatric surgery. I think I'm doing great. Um, people are noticing in my family and around my circle of friends, they're noticing the physical changes. But I look in the mirror and I really don't see no physical change. But I guess with time, I'll notice. But it's okay. Um, as long as I'm doing good with my health, that's all that matters. So I have a couple of things I look forward to in the new year, especially starting with the month of January. So first thing is the two year anniversary of the Sweet Talk with Elisa podcast is coming up. I'm very excited about that. You all know the podcast is my second baby and I love it very much. And another thing I look forward to in the month of January is seeing my favorite band perform live in New York City at Webster Hall. And I'm talking about Motionless and White. You guys don't even know January is going to be the two-year anniversary that I've been a fan of Motionless and White. And um, so happy I got the tickets. You know what's funny? When I got my tattoo Saturday night, I uh, checked the mailbox and I got my tickets for the show. So I'm really, really happy about that. And I'm looking forward to seeing them. Um, I didn't get VIP tickets. I just got the general admission passes to just see them perform. So I'm really happy about that. It's going to be fun. It's going to be my first time attending a rock show. There's other bands performing that night at Webster Hall. And another thing, I haven't been to Webster Hall in over a decade. Webster Hall used to be a nightclub. People be drinking and dancing the night away. I heard Webster Hall closed for some time, but they recently reopened. And there's like a lot of performances going on there. So I'm really happy Motionless and White is performing there because it's easy for me to get to. I know when I became a fan, they were doing the Graveyard Shift Tour and they were performing upstate New York or somewhere in Long Island. Like, I had no way of getting out there. I was like, well, that sucks. But now they're performing in New York City in January. So they paid attention to the fans. 
to the New York City fans, that is. <laughs> so I want to say thank you all for tuning in to the Sweet Talk with Elisa podcast for this past year. I appreciate it very much. And you guys know you're more than welcome to hit me up on social media at Instagram and Twitter. And my handle there is at Sweet Talk underscore Elisa, which is spelled S-W-E-E-T. T-A-L-K underscore A-L-I-Z-A. You guys are more than welcome to DM me if you want to say hi, you want to talk. If you have any ideas of topics you want me to talk about the podcast, DM me. If you have the Anchor app, you also can call in and leave me a message. I love listening to messages. I love reading messages. So wherever you reach out to me, I'll be more than happy to reply back to you all. So... This is the final episode of Sweet Talk with Elisa podcast for 2019. Thank you all so much for tuning in. And I wish you all the best for the upcoming new year for 2020. May God bless each and every one of you. Hugs and kisses. And until next time. Mm